And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. gentlemen and welcome to another We Army podcast. It's 2019 and we'd like to wish all our listeners a happy new year. I'd also like to wish the lads here uh, that join me on the podcast a happy new year. David Rispin from the Rispin blog, Kieran Flynn, the Mead uh, PRO and um, Brian Kelly, the Secretary of the Mead Minor County Board. Lads, did you all have a good Christmas? Ah yeah, sure. It's another year done and dusted. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's just kind of, well, it's kind of, I'm kind of starting the podcast here, maybe how I finished 2018 in a, in a pub, unfortunately, so <laughs> we're here in Ryan's Bar in Navin, so it kind of, it doesn't feel that long ago since I was here, I'm celebrating the Christmas. So. Can you well, remember it? Yeah, I do, very much so, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a seamless link in, we want to thank uh, Ryan's Bar in Navin for hosting our uh, podcast here today, um, Mick Ryan. Huge GAA man, screen man, and an ex-Mead footballer, um, and we just want to thank Mick for an ele- for allowing us to record our podcast here in Ryan's Bar in Navin. Uh, lads, what we're going to do is we're going to look back over um, Mead's um, O'Byrne Cup campaign for 2019 that started in 2018. Um, we're going to have a look forward to, obviously, uh, the start of the National Football League Division 2. We might just have a quick talk about the new championship structure that's going to be in place in Mead in 2020. So I suppose to kick it off, we're going to start off um, with the O'Byrne Cup and Mead had four games. They were the reigning champions of the O'Byrne Cup beating uh, Westmead uh, late last year in the 2018 <laughs> final. And straight away after the final, they had to play the first round of the 2019 one, practically. Um, but they took on Leash in the first game. They gave Leash a tight trimming, three goals and 11 to six points. The next game was... Uh, against Longford that game took place in uh, Ashburn and it was Mead 1-5 Longford 9 points a 1 point win for Longford a 1 point defeat for Mead Mead then took on Wexford and that was down in Wexford it was 120 to 113 in favour of Mead high scoring game there for the Mead boys and then the semi-final took place on Saturday just past in Parnell Park where Mead took on old rivals near neighbours Dublin um, and unfortunately came out the wrong side of a 3-1 penalty shootout at the end of the game after uh, it finished 1-12 apiece and I suppose looking at it lads we go to you David like um, do you think it was a, a productive um, O'Byrne Cup or you know is that defeat to Dublin going to put a little bit of a mar on, on the start of the year no I, I don't think so I, I think it was a very productive campaign um, the lads were summing up the players I think 42 was it lads we yeah we used over the course of the campaign as well so that's the whole purpose of the O'Byrne Cup obviously you want to win games and you probably want to win it out but the main priority is getting game time into guys and especially lads who probably haven't worn the main jersey before the likes of the young lads who have come in just off hand uh, Dara Campion Ronan Ryan 
Niall Hickey, um, Squealer Kane, I suppose you could still call the term a young lad. Um, there's, there was another one or two as Owen well. Owen Lynch as well, yeah. Owen Lynch, not a young lad, but hasn't really experienced senior I've football for me before. Yeah. Danny Quinn as well. So getting game time into these guys at inter-county level is crucial. Ahead of the league, um, the Dublin game, look, I think it was a game that we probably should have won. We we had enough opportunities, particularly in the second half against the wind. The disappointment, I think, for Andy was that we didn't use the wind as, as good as we probably should have in the first half. But the, the performance, I thought, was despite what some people thought on, online and stuff, I thought the performance was, was good and there was a lot of positives in it. Yeah, there was a lot of keyboard warriors out after the loss to Dublin as it was the other night. But uh, in fairness, uh, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. A lot of people saying that it was a, a sub-strength Dublin team, which it obviously is. It's not They're not going to put out their championship team. But, you know, we have to realise where we are as a, as a mid team and you know that that, that performance wasn't a bad one Kieran as I was looking back over the campaign what players have stood out for you um, that you know maybe maybe as David said didn't wear a county jersey before or are new to the setup well definitely Ronan Ryan from Summerhill was uh, one of my favourites in the campaign like Ronan's been ever present for Summerhill the last few years since he came up from minor <coughs> he's been playing senior hurling for Kiltail as well for a number of years and he's been a high achiever in both codes uh, one thing that I really liked about him was I think he's he's had to get about six or seven stitches in the Auburn Cup so far <laughs> and he just keeps putting his head in the last day against Dublin he was bursting his head through a tackle and everything. it just shows he's got a bit of fire in the belly and like, maybe he's probably a bit of a soft head maybe but it's, yeah. as he said remarked afterwards he says he's used, used to wearing a helmet so it's kind of he's, he's used to it but. well I I, uh, I didn't get to the game on Saturday myself I uh, was minding the children and uh, I was listening to it on the radio and that was one of the things that stood out you're after saying it there as well how uh, he was putting his head on the line and he was showing a bit of grit and getting mm. stuck in from the radio you could hear the Dublin supporters weren't liking the physicality of the Mead team no. on, on Saturday yeah, there was a few, um, uh, the, the dugout in Parnell Park is in the stand, Yeah. and there was a few um, was a maybe <coughs> real-life keyboard warriors for Dublin there, and they were well given up, I think there might have been a few um, slurs against countryism and a few maybe <laughs> country life and living, you know, but that's around, like, there was a few, there was the few boys in blue chant come out just before the end when we got the point back to get the penalties, which was, was nice too, because I think we'd be disappointed that we didn't beat Dublin because we had chances at the end. But then at the same time, they went one point ahead at the very end of the match and they were singing, come on, you boys in blue, and the whole Parnell Park was kind of hopping to that. We still went up and got the point to level it. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to do. And that team of youngsters that Dublin supposedly had, third string, they've got a lot of All-Ireland medals in their, in their bag. And as I said, a lot of people have said that, that was their All-Ireland final. Like, by winning that game for themselves, they're trying to get on a panel mm. that's going to hope. Yes. For, from a Dublin point of view, they want to win Leinster in All-Ireland. Yeah. So these lads need to perform in the Auburn Cup nearly more than some lads like some of the mead lads who are going to on the panel are not going to lose their place maybe but them Dublin lads were fighting as if it was the All-Ireland final so. and Brian Kelly who I want to thank for doing up a great spreadsheet we'll get to that spreadsheet now in a couple of minutes about this year's panel and uh, the players who are new to the panel and players that are gone off the panel but you were at a few of the games as well and, and, and who, who stood out for you when it comes to the young blood that's coming through from the young blood that's coming through, I think he's been mentioned already, but Dara Campion, yeah. he, he he just looks a natural centre-forward. He's a good passer the ball, well able to take a point. And what I really like about him is he's well able to mix it. Yeah. A Dublin flick came out in the second half the other day to really mm. try and nail him, and Campion just sent him flying. 
just yeah. hit him, drop the shoulder, and your man didn't know why. That's the type of aggression that we maybe have been missing in the forwards for a while, and I think the likes of Ben Brennan and Campion, mm. they lead that aggression. Yeah, Campion. That, that's Campion, the type of thing you need. At one stage in the first half, uh, kicked a, a, a wide that the, the, from the radio. It sounded like it was a poor wide. It was a, a wide that maybe you know uh, Daryl Campion would be much. He'd be much more used to putting over the bar, but only moments later he got a ball out in the wing. Uh, looked like he was going nowhere. Cut back in onto his right, ran across the line, orchestrated a bit of space for himself, and stuck a ball over the bar. And that shows you the, the, the character of this player and the mentality of him as yeah, well. Like, I think that wide and a couple more that we had in the first half that were more reflective of the wind that we had at our backs. Lads were trying a shot from a little bit further out mm. than they maybe normally would. Yeah. Like Connor McGill kicked the ball in if he wasn't going for a pint from in around his own forty five and it went wide. Okay. Yeah. Like if once the ball went the wind just caught once the ball was up in yeah, the air the and wind was catching it if the full forward line were in any way out the field at all the ball was just gone over the end line yeah, there, there seemed to be a tactic to try and isolate Mickey Newman in the full forward line as well and uh, there was a couple of scenarios where Ben Brennan would get the ball in and around midfield and he'd look for Mickey with the long long ball log diagonal but it just didn't work as you said the wind just caught it and it'd land into the keeper's hands and then you'd have your defensive mark yeah. or the ball had harmlessly just um, like it worked once Mickey caught one yeah. ball got the offensive mark tapped the ball yeah. over you could you can see the logic behind what they were doing especially with the three hand pass rule where you have to use the boot that bit more mm. often I, th- I thought Mead actually um, in comparison to last year I thought we 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 were trying to kick the ball a bit more than, we, than we have done I think definitely, there certainly yeah. appears in the games to date an emphasis on getting the ball forward quicker now whether that's partly through the three hand pass <laughs> rule or not, time will tell. I'd say I'd say it has. It, it, it's a cross between the rules and a cross between necessity. Two years ago, Mead went man for man against every team, you know, and and hammered loud, mm. and then went out in the next game and got yeah. hammered against yeah. Kildare. Um, last year, having I think we tried to rectify that. Andy and the the management team tried to rectify that and went ultra defensive, and we're trying to play counter attack football with this new rule. Uh, and obviously, looking at last year's performances, they obviously know that they need to get the ball into the forward line quicker. But the fact that this new has, hand pass rule is coming in as well means that it will play into their hands to get the ball into the forward line mm. quicker. We have the players, and you mentioned one as well. I wanted to come back to that. Mickey Newman back into the panel, and I was I was worried about Mickey pa- Mickey Newman coming back into the panel. I didn't know whether he still had the hunger mm. or whether he still had the desire to be there. But he showed that he wants to be there in the last few games and yeah. really is shown that he is a class apart when it comes to playing. Yeah, and he, he has experience too. He's I know he's back in on the panel, but he's a great leader. I, I noticed just after half-time on uh, Saturday night, he pulled the forwards in towards him and he kind of says, look, lads, this is what we're going to do. Kind of real leadership shown by him. Um, Mickey has the experience and he's a great footballer too. He seems to have bulked up as well. Like I know he's a big man anyway, but he, he wintered well for the last couple <laughs> yeah, of years. <laughs> yeah, plenty of points in the Westway and Kells, but uh, that'll be his local. But no, he's he's brilliant to have back and he's great for the likes of Campion. Uh, James Conlon's another one that's coming in. Yeah. He's only a young man coming in and Mickey will be brilliant foil for him. Graham Riley the same. 
Um, even Ben Brennan, like it's only his second year really with me, yeah. so he's yeah. relatively new. Ethan Devine yeah. in as well, you know, another young lad, and to have the experience of the likes of Mickey Newman and a few of those uh, more experienced players like Graham Riley as well yeah. is fantastic. I'm just gonna. Well, Mickey, just one thing on the mindset, I think, for the the kick, and I think a big uh, change as well is Colin Nally coming in as, yes. as a coach. Like he would have a, a very good reputation at Leinster. He is a Leinster tutor and he trains on a coach in the province and he would have a big reputation for positive kind of outset. We so, spoke about Colin Alley yeah, towards so he's the definitely end. Someone, he's definitely someone that's bringing that kick in. He's encouraging it. Anyway. Absolutely. When we, we, when we spoke about Colin Alley on one of our last podcasts of 2018 and we were saying how the, the, um, the noises coming from the panel are excellent. There's a great buzz around the panel and they're enjoying playing for Andy and being coached by Colin Nally, which, you know, just shows as well, we said it before, maybe Andy had taken on too much over the last couple of years and was invested in everything. He can now stand back, let Colin Nally do the coaching and he can manage the team, which I think is going to be brilliant. Okay, and we didn't get the win against Dublin. We had the chances to beat them and um, to go through uh, to uh, another O'Byrne Cup final two in a row. But that... That's gone. It's Dublin who progressed. Dublin go on to the final and they will be playing, I think it's Westmead, Westmead uh, the last year's beaten finalists. So, um, un unfortunately for Mead, there would have been another co good competitive game before the league starts. But, um, you know, they'll get a bit of hard work done in the next couple of weeks before the league. We've mentioned a few there already of the new players. What we're going to do is we're going to just go through the panel very quickly. A panel of 42 we'll talk about the players who are gone or injured or dropped off the panel from last year and the fellas that have come in right so we've got three goalkeepers this year Andy Colgan Barry Dardis and Marcus Brennan Marcus Brennan from Navin and he's Barry Dardis from uh, Summerhill um, not known as a goalkeeper but has been brought in he played in goals against Dublin was it the other night mm -hmm. and, Wexford. and Wexford and Wexford as well so um, you know he's been getting a chance Marcus Brennan did well when he came on as well saved a penalty was unlucky. Uh, no, sorry, he got a massive hand to the first it penalty. Would have it would have been a great save. He was very unlucky. Okay, the, the defenders that are in on the panel: Conor McGill, Darren McGovern, Donald Keoghan, Owen Lynch, Gavin McCoy, James McEntee, Jason Scully, Mickey Burke. See you back. Niall Kane, <laughs> Robert Gary, Robin Clark, Ronan Ryan, Seamus Lavin, Sean Curran, Shane Gallagher, Shane Glynn, and Tomas McGovern. Shane Gallagher didn't play in any of the Moburn Cups, did he? No, he was a sub, sub against Leeds. I think he, the story seems to be that he's carrying some kind of an injury. Yeah, yeah. Which was his problem, which was his problem the difficulty he had last yeah, year. Yeah. And you'd hope that, like he showed enough in the Tyrone game that just the makings of a good county corner back there, yeah. you'd hope injuries don't come again. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In midfield, we have Adam Flanagan, Brian Menton, Owen McDonald, and Shane McEntee is down as one of our midfielders. Looking at that, you're probably looking at Adam Flanagan and Brian Menton being your, your go-to midfield, um, and uh, Owen McDonald and Shane McEntee I'd probably say, being... Yeah, I'd nearly include Sean Tobin in the in the midfielders bracket as well. I think he's played a lot of... You burn a couple of midfield. Oh, yeah, 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 and he came on the other night and did well in midfield too. So scored a penalty. Yeah, the only one. Yeah, our only our only well, score from the spot. He, was, he wasn't included as a midfielder there because I think Sean had preferred to be regarded as a forward. So yeah. I said I just I had a little dig at him about Photoshop on hair and Instagram last week. So I didn't want to go too far. <laughs> <laughs> the forwards that are listed: Ben Brennan, Brian McMahon, Killian O'Sullivan, Dottie McGowan. Danny Quinn, Dara Campion, Ethan Devine, Graham Riley, James Conlon, Liam Ferguson, Mickey Newman, Niall Hickey, 
Sean Riley, Sean Tobin and Tomas O'Reilly. Now, that's a panel of 42 at the minute, lads. That's going to be cut down fairly soon, well, I presume. There's one, Dahi McGowan is back with the development squad, which will feed into the under-20s mm. later on in the year. He's gone back to that outfit now. We see. Injured and unavailable so far is Quayla uh, Halligan. He's got a cruciate injury. Paula Carnan and Dan O'Neill. He's also got a cruciate injury. Paula Carnan is... He will be... I'd say by round three at league, they reckon that he'll have seen game time. I, th- I think he's back to full training now. He's back yeah. in full training, but it just yeah. he missed a year last year. It just could take him that little bit longer. And he has a tendency of not throwing lads in. Yeah. And with the injury away. as well and that, yeah. Players that aren't back in, Andrew Beakey, he's back with the under-20s. Keen Devlin and Sean Noonan. New to the panel since the 2018 league. Now, this is interesting because there's a right big number of players... And they've all, most of them have got um, game time so far. Marcus Brennan, Dahi McGowan, Danny Quinn, Dara Campion, Dara McGovern, Owen Lynch, Ethan Devine, Gavin McCoy, Jason Scully, Mickey Newman, Niall Hickey, Niall Kane, Owen McDonald, Paula Caron, Robin Clark, Roman Ryan, Sean Riley, and Tomas McGovern. When you look through that, lads, we've already mentioned four, if not five of those, as being standout players so far in the O'Byrne Cup, which is excellent, which means that those players are really putting their hand up yeah, that, for positions. That's that what team. the Auburn Cup is about. It's not about the Donald Keoghan's mm. impressing, you know what you're going to get from Donald yeah, every day. It's about trying to find a bit of new blood ahead of the league and the championship. If you can find two two or three lads in an Auburn Cup, it's a good year. If you can find a couple more, it's a very good Auburn Cup, whether you win it or whether you don't. Yeah, like Gavin McCoy really has... He's 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 played well. Seamus Lavin is not an, new to the team, but he's he's been exceptional as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's carried his form from last year, both with club and county, onto this year. It looks um, and his sin binning the other night was crucial. Yeah, so especially like, a ten minutes sin binning. The goal came just before. twelve twelve and a half minutes after he got mm. the card, and there was one oh, break yeah. in play as well, which he should have been allowed on. And yeah, I know you don't want to bash like match officials, but. They've been off air with the rules. Like they should really have got him on. Like it has to. There, there has to be a break in play. Yeah, there was a break in play to get him back on because it's kind of like a forced substitution. Like yeah, with ten minutes off and you have to get the the conditions for a substitute to come back on, and they were present and the linesman had already radioed and he didn't get on. Yeah, and in that ten minutes, the lads on the line were raging but as But the, well, the yeah. one thing I'd say on that is, in fairness to the referee, I think the referee has too much. Responsibility. Hang on a second. Add that into it. Hang on no, a second. There's I, no I, in fairness to any no, referee here. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think that should be the responsibility of the linesman. Definitely. When yeah. there's no fourth fourth official. When, no, there's no fourth official in the Auburn Cup. We'll be in the league though. So when there's no fourth official, I think that should fall on the linesman. The referee is he's a lot on to do anyway, especially mm-hmm. with the hand pass rule in place at the minute. Yeah. So I think that should be the linesman, not just the on that. Did, did, did you think that the new rules hampered or or or, or played into the hands of the new? I, the new uh, I think the sin bin is a great addi- is a great addition to the rules because yeah. there's a real punishment now for getting the black card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still am unsure about the the hand pass, and I says at the start, and I I still don't like it really, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, I like the sin bin. I think the offensive mark is interesting. It was the first time we really seen it in action the other mm. night. Yeah, I think it would be better if they hadn't changed it from the initial ruling. Initial, the initial, initial ruling was inside yeah. the 21. Yeah. I think having it inside the 45 
I think there's a tendency maybe to drop more lads back and try and disrupt it. Yeah, yeah but if it's the, inside the twenty-one, I think it's. Did I think the the main concern for inside the twenty-one was the referee might be too far away because if the ball has been, we'll say, kicked out and it's caught in midfield and it's turned and it's kicked straight in, yeah. referee is sixty but yards that, away. That's fair enough. I think that was level. the main concern. But for me, as well as that concern. What about if you're playing against a gale force wind? You're not going to try that kick, so you're just going to drop everybody back. Yeah. So you are. So because that kick is yeah. effectively null and void. So now the fact that you can kick it from outside the 45 and it only has to go 20 yards, you're, most teams are going to try and keep players up the field. I think I wasn't in Wexford, but I think UT boys were there. Or Kieran was, was in Wexford. Yeah. Wexford got a, a good goal that was chalked off because on, of a. Yeah, it was the fourth. You can score on the fourth hand pass, yeah. as in directly over the bar, but you can't receive yeah. the fourth and score. See, I know like people like the intricate hand pass and play, but in reality, more hand passing is done in a negative lethargic mm. passing way than intricate pass and play. In, like in a forward sense, like but there was another. Clubs the middle, like I don't know which game it was. I think it could have been Sligo playing, um, and there was a legit or not a legitimate goal. It was a disallowed goal because of a forward hand pass. But let's envisage you're running along the end line, right? bearing down on goals you're never going to score at the angle you're at I'm across the area you hand pass to me I just tap it home that's the right decision like that's the right thing mm. to do yet had the three hand passes been made you're penalised kick it to yeah but if you're running across <laughs> the box at the goalkeeper's there and there's a defender but there do you know what I mean like in fairness if it was you I, I'd be giving it to someone else <laughs> <laughs> well that was a bad example sorry not me but anyone else um, it's the right thing to do even though you're getting punished for making the right decision I think that's where the ruling is, is tough yeah it's a tough one on that yeah. definitely is yeah. because many times it happened in the game though when we, when we constantly see screaming yeah. over and back over and back yeah. and passing and I know there was Ma- certain maybe three was just uh, too extreme Mm. That, maybe, that's what I said. Yeah, maybe, five or maybe six. Maybe it was possibly, four or five yeah. or yeah, in or I think four five. would have been loads. I think four would have been fine because mm. but if you look, I, I also think the January competitions, uh, pre-season competitions, they're the wrong thing to judge it on completely because teams are trying out lads. Yeah, I think you need a bigger sample size than a few games in January. Even well, even pitches and weather and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, that's a seamless link into our next uh, uh, topic, which <laughs> is. The National Football League, um, and we will, season, where we will <laughs> get to see all these rules potentially um, in place. Um, There's a th- central council meeting on Saturday where they decide which, if any of them, they're going to go through it. I, th- I think the ambass will be on. That's my. Oh really? I, I thought that I thought no, that they, they had already. They're, they've committed. They're to reviewing re- it again. They're, review it again. they're reviewing the review of the review. Mm, yes. No. Well, the right. only thing with that is Cush the has to feel the motion. The counties only get to vote on what they're going to be allowed to vote on so Cush the Banish doesn't recommend the hand pass goals they don't get a chance to vote on it so it more depends on John Horan's meeting with the GPA okay. and like the if, they, of if they want to go nuclear or something like that that's way more there won't be I don't think there'll be a straight out vote unless Cush the Banish want that right they reckon yeah. the general's theory seems to be that two of them will go through the sideline right. kick and the 10 yeah. minutes in but that they'll go through to the, well, the kick out is maybe as well because it doesn't really matter does it like a Mm. Well, that's nearly that irrelevant that nobody's thinking of it. No. Yeah. Well, look, we're, 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 only, we're only presuming at the moment anyway, so when we do get confirmation of what's happening with those rules, we will bring it uh, to the audience. And uh, I suppose, as I said, move on. Meet V Tipperary, start the National Football League. 
If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085-1127-089. The We Are Mead podcast, because it matters more. Sunday the 27th in Park Talchon, 2pm, and what a way to kick off the year, I suppose, David, bringing Tipperary up to Navin. Mm, that's it. We owe them one from last year, from that game in Thurless. I think that's... For both counties, not just me, then not just me. It's a huge game because it's going to set the tone for your league campaign. Like we have to go to Donegal the following week, which is going to be a, a tough task to say the very least. Um, so whoever can come out on top of that game, you know, it'll stand them in good stead for the league. Whereas if you come off the back of that with a defeat, I think you're looking down as opposed to up. Um, I wouldn't start talking about promotion, relegation, whatever. I just start focusing on this game. Um, and how big it is for both counties. It's a massive, massive game. And as you said, they've got Galway or um, Donegal the following week. Uh, and Donegal took on Cavan in the um, McKenna Cup last Wednesday night and gave them a tight trimming. Mm. Well, beat them by five points, but it could have easily been more. They're still missing some of their top names McBriarty um, Murphy, Murphy had an operation um, week. the Guido players as well McGee yeah. and, and, and the likes and uh, they were phenomenal the strength and depth of their panel is scary and from talking to a few people um, uh, who were at the game and who, who've been following this Donegal panel they reckon the second best panel in the country mm. after Dublin I, I, I said last year that I thought they could take Dublin out with a full panel but Mc, when McBrearty mm. did the cruciate I just didn't think they had the firepower up front but I've oh they've got serious firepower I've seen Lanigan but I, I didn't think last year they had it they're a year older this yeah. year I've been following Donegal a little bit over the last couple of years at minor and on the 21 level and they have some of the best young footballers in the country yeah Owen, so Owen Bond Gallagher was robbed of an all-star last year like, oh yeah, and then completely. you see the old wheels coming through with Guido and there's a hardcore experienced lads and the McGee, Neil McGee and... Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to face enough against Tipperary as well, but I think Sweeney and Quinlevin and, and Flanagan in midfield for Tipperary a, is that... Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a tough task for me. We had a bad school in last year in Thurles. Oh, we know did, yeah. It just didn't click on our end, but we really just got a bit of a trounce in last yeah. year. It just From start to finish, our lads didn't seem to be up to that level. The tip were just bringing a a kind of a more traditional game something I would have thought would suit us that we kind of go toe to toe with them but I said like Quinn Levin especially is just some talent like yeah. scary what they did was that night very very mobile in the middle of the field mm. and that would be my only concern I think that the additions to this Mead team we've spoken about them already the likes of Dara Campion um, obviously Mickey Newman being back in, 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 in the uh, forefront of the Mead attack as well and playing Biggie up the field as well I think we're playing a nicer brand of football and um, and I think that we are strong enough to beat Tipperary. We just have to win the midfield battle, and that's going to be a massive, massive ask. Yeah, we, we, we didn't win it last year, as I said. We were, we were second to most balls, and I was just kind of struggling. I think, I think that's where the fellas from five to seven and ten to twelve have a huge role to play there. Mm. It's not just about eight and nine in the middle of the field winning clean ball. You have to win sixty percent of the breaking ball. There'll yeah. be a huge amount of breaking ball if Menton isn't going to catch clean. He's going to have no intention of letting his opposite number. I'd be looking at, that's why I said about Sean Tobin, I'd be looking at Tobin in a game like this. I think he'd have the energy levels to, to last, to go with the Tipperary lads. And as you said, your half-back line at the minute, 
you'd imagine that's probably going to stay the same because they've been very good through pre-season, yeah, particularly on Saturday yeah. night. The forward line is going to be interesting. If Killian O'Sullivan is fit, for me, he, he has to play. I think you have Graham Riley, Ben Brennan, Mickey Newman, yeah. possibly James Conlon. Um, I, I think Killian hasn't played in the leagues or in the Oberon Cup so far. I, I'd be nearly saying hold him back. You might say don't hold a fella back for the tip match, but I. But if he's not need game I, time before Donegal, if he's yeah, but I, I'd give him, I'd tr- I'd be thinking mm-hmm. twenty twenty five minutes at the end of the tip match because it's mm-hmm. going to be tight. If you have a fella, fella of his ability coming in, like Ben Brennan, Mickey Newman, and Thomas Riley, that's a good full forward mm-hmm. line to start. And you're and not even including Mickey Newman there. No, sorry, who do I say? Ben Brennan, ben Mickey Brand. Newman, and oh, Thomas did you say Riley. Mickey yeah. Sorry, I didn't think you said the three Mickey of them in the full forward line with Killian O'Sullivan maybe. Or, and James Conlon to be sprung for Star the last 20-25 minutes yeah. Campion on the 40 maybe Ethan Devine on the wing with him yeah. Ethan e- Devine's another Ethan option Devine, he's definitely if you have him at 12 or 10 he's another option for the kicker because yeah. Barry Dardis if he's in goals will kick the ball a long way yeah. All depends on who's in goals then as well. Like so, <laughs> you know. But like, it's 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 a hard team to pick. Gary Rogers might be in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually said to him jokingly at full time on Saturday. Hmm. Put on your gloves. You're you're, you're goals for the penalties. And what did he say? I have a contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, look, looking at the year ahead, it's going to be a, a tough ask. Division two is probably the strongest I've seen it in a long time. Armagh are seem to be you know Flying, back yeah. back uh, on the on the rise instead of on the fall which they were for a number of years they're into the McKenna Cup final against Tyrone um, this weekend as well um, after beating I think it was Derry mm-hmm. you know they have two huge additions in the forward line this year too and Rian O'Neill and Jamie Clark mm-hmm. Jamie Clark back in there yeah. um, like O'Neill was outstanding for Cross McLean and the Ulster Club like so and you look you look through what came down Donegal and Kildare you know and the teams that have been Kildare there at home at least yeah but they're going to be tougher what do you what do you see being a good league campa- campaign realistically Gil well see if you were picking it straight away you'd, you'd, you'd have to imagine that Donegal and Kildare probably will be the top two teams there's a shame there's not for the last year there's been a third place playoff against the bottom team and like we because we've been bloody leagues. yeah because the, the same as our league because we've been there a lot of times I think third or fourth place maybe might be realistically what the best we can achieve. I think I'd love to see us promoted, and we do have the ability to win the games to get promoted. It's just it's going to struggle. I'd say we're not going to beat Donegal or Kildare, and I'd say they'll probably beat everyone as well in the division. Bar- and obviously their own game will decide who's one and two. So well, I think you know I think Kildare, like although they're Dan Blaine is not playing, is he not? No, so, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like so, that's a huge loss for them. Yeah, Jimmy, and Jimmy Highland is a huge addition from the under twenties. Yeah, just I, well, Derek Campion, Eaton Divine, you know, we've mentioned all our. our it, it, and it's not just. Armory. Uh, it's not just Kildare or Donegal. You have, we spoke about Armagh. You have Cork. Cork you never know Cork, what Cork, Cork, Cork will turn up. Cork are sleeping giants. Oh, yeah. Their five year plan. They have to wait five years. <laughs> yeah. And um, Tipperary and. Clare. And Fermanagh. Clare and Fermanagh. Yeah. You know, you're not going to have anything easy. It's, I think it's a very, very tight, tough. Division two. I don't think we can look past uh, Tipperary, Tipperary d- first. Like it's a cliche, but it's one game at a time. Yeah. See where it goes because last year you went down to Roscommon. You were within a hair's breadth of getting a positive result there. Mm. You came up the next Sunday. You hammered Clare and Avon. 
everything was on an upward curve and you're down to Calvin the next weekend no, well, two weeks, two weeks, or three weeks after. Yeah, ten, ten weeks later, no, but <laughs> it's no game washed off. Then you played it a week later. You put in a flat performance. Then you went to tape the following week, and oh, yeah. everything was just kind of flat yeah, at that yeah. stage. It really is one game at a time. Like the, games, then, yeah. the games come that ticking fast in the league. Yeah. You cannot but get The rhythm seemed to be broken last year by the weather, yeah. and I kind of have a feeling that maybe they did tough training and stuff like that and weren't able to get back up to the pace of things. You want your football matches just coming thick and fast. So you're not doing that hard slogging training, you know what I mean, like training put in and leave till the end of the league to do a bit of slogging and before the, the championship. On the other hand, I think, in a way, it's a good thing that we're not in the Auburn Cup final this week. Because had you, you had about six weeks in a row with a game if you had the Auburn Cup this week. They get to have a good hard training session this week, good hard weeks training, ease off in the build-up to the tip match. And then you're going for three weeks. He's going for the job next, I think. Yeah. He's going for the job next. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I, look at, I wouldn't be losing any sleep no, if no. not been in the World Cup final. No, it would have been grand, it just, but... Yeah, it, look, there's, there's pros and cons for, for winning yeah. it and pros and cons for losing it and whatever, but it's, it, it's a huge match from. You'll for, find an internal training match this week where there's 30 lads starting. Well, you're presuming. You'll find there probably will be. Thirty. <laughs> And next, there's 30 lads getting game this week, which wouldn't have happened if you're in the Auburn Cup final. Yeah, so I suppose. it actually could work to yeah. your advantage in terms of preparing yeah, solely I, for the I take match. it back. Let's we'll we may book the hotel for the Crow Park. We're going to be in the final actually. I take the whole thing back. We're, in the final. we're going. We're going to the uh, National Football League Division Two final, and that, oh, that's just it. Well, look, I, I, do you know shows. what? It's not beyond the realms of Paul. No, it's that's. It's, well, that's the most frustrating. What thing I what I was what I was at the question I was asking. I wanted to see. Would anybody turn around and say, do you know what? What we need to be doing is we need to be going into the last couple of games in the hunt for promotion. And, mm. you know, and hoping that at that stage we can get the results that we need. Mm. We Last year, we needed two results at the end of the year to stay in Division 2, mm. and we got them. Mm. I'm hoping that this year, come the last two games, that we need two positive results to get... Clare away and Fermanagh and now. The Kildare and, and, and if, uh, if you could potentially get to the stage where the Fermanagh game was win it and you go up. Oh yeah. Like yeah. We, we remember but the, the, the Kildare and, and Donegal games, by the sounds of things talking to you, are the pivotal games. We need to get a result in one of those games. Yeah. Kildare at home is the one really yeah. you'd, yeah. you'd think on paper. Like then again we went to Donegal a few years ago. They were only after winning the All Ireland mm. a year or so previously. And only for if a strange decision yeah. Barry near the end of the in. game. <laughs> we we actually would have come home with two points, which nobody would have predicted. And in fairness, yeah. to that referee, Barry, 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 is a statement you never hear from Mickey Brown. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, um, it was his as we said, Rourke, wasn't it? That the, was the, yeah. the National Football League is kicking off on the twenty seventh Sunday, the twenty seventh. Park Tolchin, a home game for Mead against Tipperary. We need everybody there. We need everybody. Uh, shouting for this Mead team it, it could be a very exciting year we need to get behind this team and I think that that is uh, the start of what could be something special and hopefully um, we can get a result against Tipperary suppose to move on lads um, looking at uh, things further afield the new championship structure for 2020 in the Mead championship it has been voted in um, has it been passed by uh, Crow Park? Well, for no, for the regulations, it wouldn't need to be. That's for 2020. So, we have basically we pass it now at county committee level. The regulations have been passed. They can only be done once annually. 
So the relegation is different now in 2019 in yeah. the Senior Football Championship. Well, in, in, there's yeah, no natural. there's no relegation in intermediate or junior. No. no. And three will be relegated from the Senior Championship. Yes. The bottom two from each group will go into a six-way playoff. It'll be it'll be predetermined, like as I said here, A5 v B6, B5 v C6, and C5 versus A6. So it's predetermined one-off. You basically get a relegation final, three relegation finals. Oh, right, so it's not yeah. it's not going to be a, like the, no, the six no, teams no. get to play off no, or anything. No, predetermined. Basically, you get three finals, three relegation finals, and same okay. ways, three same ways to quarter finals. I don't like this relegation term. Can we call it uh, intermediate qualification for twenty twenty? Care Bear, Care Bear <laughs> footballers. This is Listen, I guarantee if Navarra Mahnies happened to be in one of them playoffs, same as a Simonson man, you would love to hear a call a relegation playoff. They could be in it too. That's not <laughs> be horrendous. Uh, nah, Mark. played inductive. I tell you one thing: I, I, if it was sent just to Matneys that were playing each other, I'd be calling for Matneys. And I'll tell you for the psycho- for the psychological end of it, I'd be tipping Matneys. <laughs> yeah, that worked Wouldn't well. Be like yeah. That worked well for the ladies' final. Yeah. Got the head lynched off you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Well, Mickey, there is the, obviously the relegation of the second teams. That's probably the major going to be That's what I was going to say, yeah. And the, the two intermediate teams that are so second teams, Dunboyne and Dunham or Ashburn. Are going back into the reserve championship. Well, The premier championship. Well, that, yeah. that, was, that was probably one of the kind of funniest things at the meeting was nobody, when I say nobody, the delegates didn't like the word premier reserve. And there was Oxford dictionaries coming out everywhere and they were saying the word premier means top, elite, can't, like there's no, nothing better than a premier. So how can you have a Premier that's actually second teams? But then I think we kind of got to the end that it's the best competition for second teams. So it's the Premier <laughs> Reserve Championship. The, the comment was made by somebody, that's what it's called in Cork, and they reckon Frank Murphy would have had things right. So if it's good yeah. enough for Frank, it's good enough for <laughs> anyone. He chairman of the Rules Advisory for a long time. So. <laughs> then again, he did Bill Stodd the Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're looking at is, uh, just to get back to it, is uh, no relegation in junior or intermediate mm-hmm. championship. Three from senior championship. We've given the permutations yeah. there. It's uh, it's uh, the two bottom teams in each group will be paired off against yeah. fifteen uh, versus a sixteen against yeah. a sixth, and the three losers of those finals or qualifications will be qualified intermediate. for intermediate. Because there'll be twenty teams in the and there'll be twenty teams in the intermediate. The two teams that are in the intermediate championship now at the moment that are our second teams, which is Dunmore Ashburn and yeah. Dunboyne, they're going that da- they're going to be taken out of that championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The junior championship will only consist of first teams. Yeah. Yes. Will be so, no second teams. So the likes of um, Kilbride and Slane or in the junior B will just come into junior. St Mary's. Yeah. St Mary's. Which makes it a Boards huge year for those two clubs because they've been knocking on the door to junior B for a few years. They'll get it a bit harder maybe next year in junior A to mm-hmm. win a junior A championship. So this, yeah. this is the year for them to maybe get that bit of silverware and go up on a high. Trump Condor are another one in junior B. They're the fourth. Um, just to be back at least in look at they're getting promoted no matter what they do in the championship they're getting promoted yeah, uh, well, yeah absolutely <laughs> but like you know um, they want to win it'd be nice of course. Junior B. it's a, it's exactly a good point you don't, wanna, you don't want to get in by default by not winning a game in junior B you actually want to perform well because as you said if you're coming into junior A next year you're going to be facing decent sides well, we you, you, want, you want to go up with a feel good factor yeah. within the club yeah, well, we spoke about yeah. both of those teams last year Kilbride winning their minor and was it the under 20 they were in the, mm. the division 3 final or something they was got it beaten that final, they, they got yeah, beaten yeah, in that final tomorrow, yeah. um, and then you had Slane who went to the junior B final 
um, and you know really put in good performance so both of those teams are on the rise at the moment mm. so you could see both of them having a good Junior B Championship and we do, hope they do for their own sake because in mm. 2020 going into the Junior A Championship they'll need to be um, and those team, those younger players from both of those teams will have you know matured a little bit more and, and, and it one, could be a good one other big thing obviously will be the changing of the league structure that the kind of the the opposite side of the championship by losing the second teams in the championship they've kind of been introduced to the league structures mm -hmm. so the likes of that Dunboyne Dunmore Ashburn uh, maybe the likes of Screen or Matheny Simonson the elite division one B league teams are going to start to filter into the A league structure which will hopefully give them maybe a meaningful 12 games or so. Like so, so. so there, there's going to be a division 4A and 4B. Yeah. So 4A will be comprised of these second teams. So they're going to... Go, and division 4, we'll say this year, is going to be division 4B next year. Yeah. So there's actually on this year, the teams in division 4, it's in their interests. Obviously, yeah. it's in their interest to get out of division 4. But there's an extra emphasis because if you're still in Division 4 next year you're going to be in 4B and which you're going to find it harder yeah and if you do you're going to have in. to go up to 4A before going up to Division 3 so by getting out of Division 4 this year you're out of that carnage for next year but I think as well and people were saying and this is one thing that was a negative at the start was oh we don't want to see first teams playing Division 7 of League Football and 8 but sure, why not? If that's their level, that's their exactly. level. Like, oh, absolutely. You, you want to play your level. And I want to play a game that but he's going to win but then like winning like. on the this Using your argument, mm. in 2020, you're going to have Dunamore Ashburn and uh, Dunboyne, who are both intermediate championship teams, mm. playing in the Re Premier Reserve Championship mm. against the likes of uh, all the other second teams. Mm. But mm. They're and they're a mile ahead. But they're going to be coming up through the league structure. So yes. There's yeah, a, but but there's I, a I, I'm, I'm just saying about the championship... Yeah. Is that it's going to be year in year out? It's going to be done over Ashburn or or, or Dunboyne that are going to win that. It might be forever. Like lots of second teams and different. I know they're going to be like they're going to be like Dublin. So they are. They're going to be like Dublin. They're going to dominate. Yeah, that's only so a dig. You, know, you love and digging them. They're going to. I'm just saying they're going to dominate just like Dublin are, and nobody else is going to win the All Ireland. So maybe their second teams should play in the Dublin Championship. I think that's what you're trying to say. Wouldn't you pity the poor small North Navan club here? At the Pride Centre Road. Yeah. I'm. A man of the people for the people, not just for my club, for all of this county. So I am right. I'm speaking for the small and, man and county cabin as well. <laughs> well. The one thing that I think will be really interesting next year is the regional championship. Hmm. I think it's the first time that we're going to get to look at the future amalgamation of Cork and and, and uh, <laughs> we couldn't let it go. 2019 is starting it up again. <laughs> we, we might never. <laughs> I thought we were getting out of here. Just mean to go on. It didn't sound about the fake I, tan either. We get that dig in fully, January. Like, oh. Well, it's too early in the year to be talking about fake tans. So it's just the Christmas, the Christmas <laughs> party season is long gone. <laughs> it's completely washed off. Yeah. It's dry January. <laughs> <laughs> dry January. Well, look, lads, um, I suppose uh, thanks a million for coming in to do the podcast uh, this week and uh, the start of, let's hope, uh, um, a successful 29 for, for Mead teams. Uh, the... Club league starting at the end of the month as well. Sunday the 27th. A couple of very interesting games. and I just looked at Division 1 earlier on. Simonson are against Kells in round 1. Yeah. And Screen played on Bine. So you have the senior champions play the league champions from, from 2018. 2018, which yeah. is a right good game to start the year off. And then Kells, who do really well in the league, yeah. travelling to play Simonson. 
<laughs> or ho- hosting, I forget which it is, but that, that, that's that small club from Northern Avenue, you know. Cartoon and Boards Mill should be a cracker as well. <laughs> that's for the purists, yeah. so it is. But yeah, so like, uh, not only is the National Football League starting, but the All County Football Leagues are starting as well at the end of this month. So we've had our break, we've had our couple of months off, lads. Well, it's not been really been a couple of months off. We've had Christmas off and we're straight back into it. Uh, we want to wish all our listeners, as we said earlier on, a happy new year. And uh, remember, we are Mead, why the matters more.